Fanghorn Fables, Episode 1, The Baby is Crying. In distant times, long forgotten by her kin, when magic reigned supreme, where dragons blazed down the battlefield, tearing down bloodthirsty knights who foolishly gave their lives for avaricious kings, living in their palaces of gold and ivory. In those times, stood a simple cottage, nestled comfortably between two proud oaks overlooking the Fanghorn Forest, a dark and dreary wood. The owners of this quaint home are new parents, Branwen and Lewin. Weary from a long day's voyage to Salazale, Lewin walks soaking wet from the rain through the door. Hello, wife. Hello, child. I'm back from town. We missed you, darling. Supper's on the table for you. Thank you, Sold five barrel. Should be enough to keep us through the spring. Good. Good. Uh, Lewin, I put Guinevere to sleep an hour ago, but um, earlier one of Bronson's men came looking for you. What? Why? We're fine. We are fine. I put Winnie in a basket and grabbed your blade. He said your payments are due in a fortnight, and this was just a friendly visit. Shite! I didn't think he'd be here today. What payment is he talking about? I meant to tell you, Bran, I promise. I know things have been difficult lately with Winnie, and I didn't want to place more on his shoulders. Tell me. On my last trip to Fourfield, when I told you I sold 15 cash, I didn't. I met with Branson. He offered to buy my cash and gave me a loan. I tried to avoid it, but it was so much, Brand. Your last trip to Fulfill was over a year ago. Lewin, why haven't you told me? I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just... I had to take care of you. Can we pay him back? There's no we in this. I made sure the loan was in my name. I don't want you or Winnie involved. So we can't. Brand, I didn't say that. But I'm going to be a tad late. I'll have to fill more barrels, but I, I can get the Davies boy to help. You should have told me. I could have asked my father for help, or I could have helped you sell more. How? Your father hates me, and we couldn't take Winnie to town. I tried my best. Well, now we have to deal with Branson and his people. I'm sorry. I know. I'll go. As Branwyn comforts young Guinevere. Lewin finishes his supper and heads outside for wood. I'm going out. The young couple assess the potential strategies of fearsome Branson and his equally as terrifying cohort, a group consisting of navies, a powerful wizard, Mullish, a tactical orc, and a shape-shifting lycanthrope known only as Blyde, find their target. The saint goes this way. Hold on, dog. The brute needs to catch his breath. <laughs> Why did I live so far? They don't live far, you just don't exercise. Both of you, shut up. They'll hear you. What? Stop. I'm going alone. And like that, Blade is off, rushing away from his team to claim the victory for himself. And what victory is that, you may ask? Well, Branson wasn't honest about pretty much anything. And it seems that time has run out for the poor couple. Back in the cottage, Branwyn tends to her daughter. Please, when you go back to sleep, please. 
What if I play with your toys? Branwen whistles a family tune. I can't believe that worked. Behind Branwen stands Blyde, his eyes staring at her blankly, his lips curled in an evil smile as he whistles her tune back. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, you didn't expect us, did you? Us? <laughs> well, not anymore. I decided to take care of this myself. Where is your husband? I don't know. He's not back from town yet. Blaid slowly and silently walks towards her. He reaches out his clawed hand, scratches at the wall. Lionel, I know he's here. No, he isn't. Don't hurt us. Oh, don't worry. I won't hurt the little one. <laughs> from outside. Bran? Seems I was right. Why don't we all have a family meeting? Please, I'm begging you. We will have your money. Now! Branwen and Blaid take a seat at the dinner table, eagerly awaiting Lewin's arrival. I brought some wood for the stove. The storm's getting worse. Lewin places the wood down and turns to see Blaid holding his wife hostage at the table. What? What do you want, Blaid? Lost <laughs> so tense. Sit. So, Bronson says he overpaid you for some wine. Ale. Oh, forgive me. Overpaid for some ale. Now let's say you have the gold to pay him back. Blade looks at the pen. You don't. Perfect. We could if you gave us more time. How much do we have now? I consider myself a patient man. I can understand that times are difficult. The wars have been long. The people are weak. It's not a good time. That's why I enjoy this so much. Please, sir. My husband doesn't say much, but we work hard. We might be late on the payment, but we will have it soon. Lewin stands and walks to the kitchen. He quietly grabs a small blade. <laughs> what are you doing? Drink. He pours three tankards of ale, walks back and places the tray of drinks on the table. Drink? The three raise their tankards. Salud. As the three drink, the tension in the room is made clear. Mr. Llewellyn. As you know, my employer is a man of a few restraints. You made a deal with him that you could not upkeep. That is on you. Shifting his gaze to Branwen. And you. In the other room, little Guinevere starts to cry again. That baby is crying. Do you want me to take care of it? No. No, no, I, I've got it. Lewin, please handle this. Branwen stands, leaving her husband alone with the bloodthirsty werewolf. I borrowed 600 gold pieces. I can give you 150 now, and you're worth the rest of it. 
Branson knows me. He knows how I grind my bones into dust. I've been making the sale since my father died, and he's been making it since his father died. Times have been rough. My daughter's been ill. I lost my family to the plague. My sister. As Lewin speaks his mind, he raises a small blade under the table. My brother. My mother. In the other room, Branwen rapidly rocks Guinevere to sleep. Sleep, baby. Mommy loves you. Daddy loves you so much. There's a big bad wolf at home. You must be safe. Branwen cautiously places Guinevere in a basket. She kneels down and opens a floorboard. As she places the baby down into the floorboard. Be brave, Winnie. Branwen goes to cover the floor. In the other room, Blaid howls in pain. <coughs> Branwen runs back into the living room to find her husband, blade in hand, holding the door down as Blaid holds his fingerless right hand. Brant, stay back! I hurt him, he's angry. Blaid's eyes dart between the husband and wife, then smiles wickedly. Good. I was hoping you'd put up a fight. Blaid howls sending shivers down their spines. Blyde dashes past the door, jumping out through the window at such speed that it kills the fire in the chimney. The house, now left dark, the rain pouring in through the hole in the fence. We don't have much time. Grab Winnie. Run for town. No, are you crazy? He catch up with us. This is our home. We should fight for it. Bran, are you hearing yourself? Have you heard what Blade does to people? Last month he tore through the Craddocks. They found little Owen's head a furlong away. God. Where's Guinevere? You put her under a floorboard in her room. She'll be safe there. Lewin, where are we going? What are we doing? Let me think. My spear's outside. I'll grab that. You grab your bow. I thought we weren't staying. Well, I hurt him. He might be mad, but he's down a hand. We might have a chance. Are you sure? Do you remember how to shoot? I do. Then I am. Go, grab it. Before they depart, Lewin pulls her in close. I love you. I love you too. The ill-fated couple share a kiss goodbye as they go for their weapons. Lewin goes out the front into the shrouded night. The rain drenches him as soon as he steps out. Knowing the land well, he walks around the house in the pitch black to where he keeps his spear. Reaching the back wall of the cottage, he stops in shock to see the spear missing. No. Shite! Suddenly, nearby, a familiar wolf howls heard. What's that? Rapidly, almost out of thin air, Blaid appears, sinking the spear deep through Lewin's shoulder into the cottage wall. Blood splatters onto the wall. As Lewin stands pinned, Blaid rises in front of him. As he does, the moonlight begins to seep through the clouds, allowing for him to continue his transformation. You hurt me. No one has done that in a long time. Blaid raises his non-damaged hand as it grotesquely extends into a long, bloody claw. No, I was actually considering accepting an extension until you chose to start something you couldn't finish. He slashes across Lewin's chest, sending blood and screams into the night. 
blood you chose this path. I haven't had this much fun in a while. Hearing her husband's cries, Branwyn knocks an arrow and slowly paces outside. Turning the corner to the back, she catches a glimpse of Blaid readying for another slash. She aims at his head, takes a breath, and lets go. The arrow plunges deep into Blaid's left eye. He shrieks, howls, and screams in pain. He rips the arrow out of his face. Blood pours and bubbles downwards. Turning his attention towards Branwyn, he drops on all fours and charges at her. I'll kill you! Branwyn tries to knock another arrow, but he's too fast and pounces onto her, knocking her down. As Branwyn struggles with Blight, Lewin braces himself to remove the spear from his shoulder. Come on! Come on! Just do it! Lewin stumbles to the ground. He picks himself up, placing his weight on the spear, looking towards Blaid. He charges at him. He impales Blaid on the side of his ribs. Blaid lets out another blood curling scream. In a move of desperation, Blaid slashes at Lewin. He hits him in the neck. Wounded, Blaid retreats and rushes back into the forest. Branwyn gets to her feet, relatively unharmed. Lewin, I think we did it. She looks down on him on the ground, choking on his blood. Oh God, no. No, no, please. No, no, Lewin, stay with me, please. As Branwyn cries into her fatally wounded husband's chest, she feels the breaths. Yes, yes, I'm here, love, I'm here. Lewin weakly grabs and holds her hand. He tries to squeeze, but can't. Keep pushing. I will. I promise. I will. Lewin's breathing stifles. His hold on her hand loosens. No. No, please not now. (laughs) Such a loss can break even the strongest of hearts. Suddenly, a noise is heard in the house stopping her grief dead in its tracks. Branwyn runs inside. No. No, no, no! Inside a grisly scene, Guinevere's door torn straight out. The floorboard where she lay open and her window broken. Branwyn runs into the room searching for her daughter. Gwen, where are you? Winnie? Branwyn walks to the broken window. Looking out the forest, she sees him. Blaid stands in the forest cradling the innocent, crying Guinevere. Your payment is done. <laughs> Blaid runs off into the night. Guinevere's and Brandon's cries echo after Written and edited by Juan Rodriguez. Starring Juan Rodriguez, Wyatt Anderson, Emily Gately, Danny Marino, Kevin Smith.